Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. Hey, welcome to Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. I am said dipshit. Uh, with me is my old pal, Rhea Butcher. Uh, welcome, Rhea. What up, Matt? What up? Uh, welcome to my home. This is Pangea, uh, Ooh, our, nice. our giant couch we named after the first continent. I love uh, it. My wife and I got. Uh, and uh, uh, basically, for those of you who are listening for the first time, uh, we dole out advice from the position of being... Uh, a dipshit based on your mistakes, but actually your, your life and uh, kind of my position is, yes, I am a certified dipshit mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But I think we all are on some level uh, if, if, if we're honest with ourselves. And a uh, great thing about this show is that uh, I never hear the calls before uh, they play and, and neither does my guest. Yeah, I have so. no idea what the hell is going to happen. Mm-hmm. What have you been up be to lately? Uh, lately, I just did some a few tour dates. Um, nice. That was really great. Pacific Northwest and Boise, Idaho. Great. And also was just in Arizona. And so then I've got some coming up in March. Well, I'm in Santa Ana, February 16th for an LGBTQ fundraiser cool. at the Frida Cinema. And then uh, March 1st, I'm in Chicago at Talia Hall. And then uh, March 2nd, I'm at the Gramercy Theater in New York. And then the following weekend... I'm at the Vermont Comedy Club, and I've never been to Vermont I, before. I, I just played the uh, Vermont Comedy Club for New Year's Eve weekend, and mm-hmm. it was a blast. It, a lot of fun. That couple uh, that that runs it is this is the sweetest, nicest. Great. Uh, they're 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 good peeps. I can't wait to trip over everyone's Birkenstocks. Yeah, it's so granola rich. <laughs> it's yeah. so granola rich there. It's and not it, bare naked granola. No, <laughs> it's not crunchy. It's, it's I was about to say it's not exactly Eugene, Oregon, but it's all, I <laughs> yeah. mean it's pretty much the same place in a lot of ways. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah white people with ponytails. So <laughs> for sure, for sure. But their hearts are God bless them. Hearts are in the yeah, right place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their hearts are a little horseshoey, but you know yeah. it's. Hey, Hey, you gotta listen to other people sometimes, but yeah. you know, look, make your granola mm-hmm. and keep to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> on, on on that note, and by the way, you look fantastic. Oh, thank uh, you, Matt. You look very Likewise. healthy. So thank you. It seems like you've been. I, I mean, I know you're you're a baseball star and you're very athletic. <laughs> sure, yes, but yeah. um, yeah. Uh, you you seem to be keeping yourself it in, is the in off real season. good shape. I've like I lost a little weight. Yeah, that I maybe didn't need to lose. No, you did not need to lose it. <laughs> I I put some more back on, which is probably good. Good. I was like a little gaunt for a minute okay. and it happens but sure. um yeah no i feel pretty good okay i just gotta get these little spindly arms back in shape <laughs> gotta go back to <laughs> so curling did, yeah i know yeah curling and hurling mm-hmm. baby you, uh, uh <laughs> come with me to uh like training mate or something and and uh the 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 gay australian rules, fo- rules football men will yell at you the way they oh, do great. at me they're, oh they're, i they're love dynamite. being yelled at by gay men and they're in, it's always in happy ways oh yeah which is great it's always like why aren't you a boy and i'm like i don't know no, i wish that was <laughs> <laughs> they might they might find you attractive on some level. Oh, yeah. they, they, yes, Matt, mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you yeah. from oh, I meant, personal experience. I meant I know they will, but yeah, also, yeah, no, like, I'm just, yeah, just be ready for that. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. that I'm not telling Always you anything. Always ready. You don't know. It's good. I got to be that, that way, too. I think all three of us in this room, you got to be yeah, ready that be people ready be attracted to, attractive. to us. Like, all right, ease yeah. up, relax. Yeah. Find them off with a stick. It's tiring. It really is. Uh, on that... <laughs> On that note, uh, let's let's roll the first call that uh, Amanda has has hand selected. All right. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Cisco. Some things your small business simply can't live without: electricity, Wi-Fi, or the coffee maker. Coffee, after all, powers the people. Whereas a secure Wi-Fi network, it's what connects your small business to the things that power it: suppliers, employees, and customers. We get that if your network isn't running, your business isn't either. 
Using Cisco designed for small business, the experts at CDW can orchestrate a flexible, secure network to keep your small business reliably connected. Coffee? Yeah, that's on you. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco small business. Hey, Matt, it's Caroline. I just want to start with saying thank you for coming to the Levity Live at the Palisades Mall in West Nyack, New York, in 2018. You gave an amazing show. Mm. So I recently made a few changes in my lifestyle to tone down the chaos. Uh, I'm working out again. I deleted the dating apps. I reconnected with friends. Taking a break from alcohol. Got a new therapist. And I'm trying to get more sleep. Um, the other thing I started getting back into was going to comedy open mics. It's cathartic. I meet a lot of people. Definitely a good substitute for the dating apps. I know I need to keep going and writing in order to get better, but I always seem to stop when I get into a romantic relationship. I'm not really in danger of that right now, but I would like to keep going and quit quitting. And I'm sure this is like a cliche female problem, but you're pretty emotionally intelligent. What are your thoughts? Wow. Well, first off, thanks yeah. for seeing me in, in, in West Nyack. That's uh, <laughs> a surprisingly good club inside a mall that I played. <laughs> uh, and that was nice. It's nice to hear that because that was an extremely rough weekend for me. I found out my friend died uh, driving uh, that weekend. Uh, uh, and, and, and by the way, if, if someone who hasn't called you in a long time calls you, don't pick up the phone when you're driving because uh, it was it was it was that are you driving right now you should pull out you know like thing oh, where you're like wow. yeah oh, uh so i don't know if she Yikes. saw me uh that last show i had to do and i think it still went okay anyway long story long any anytime someone brings that show up that's uh, that weekend that's what i that's what i think of but um uh thank you i will throw this to ria uh yes. if you so take Great. it away well, uh, number one, congrats on, like, making all those changes in your life. It's hard to yeah. see those things sometimes, and then, like, making those changes are a really big deal. And, um, you know, taking a break from drinking is, is I think, always good. And yep. I personally am a sober person now, and that's really helped me mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I also, like, I quit smoking right before I started doing stand-up, and that's, like, one of the best things I ever did because, like, yeah. I fully quit. Um, so just to speak to quitting for a second. Sometimes there's great things about quitting, but, um, I, I guess, and I don't, I don't want to be super judgmental about it. Um, and especially I don't, I can't can't really throw too many rocks at too many glass houses here because of my own specific life. But I think that, um, Rhea, that's what we do here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I just think that like, if you're, you have to like separate the two things, you have to separate dating and you have to separate comedy. And like, if you want to be doing comedy, then you got to do comedy and maybe not date people in comedy. Um, because Mm. if you then get in a romantic relationship and then you tend to quit, well then that's, what's going to happen probably. Yeah. So I feel like you can't, I mean, you could date people that are coming to watch the shows and not other comics. Like, maybe you just need to set a personal boundary and say, like, I'm just not I'm just not going to date people in comedy. Yeah. I mean, listen, let's be honest. You're operating from a position of not a lot of knowledge. You've never dated another comedian. So Yeah, I've never but, done that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> never done that in my life. But <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, it's funny, just to piggyback on what you said, I, I think it's really just about erring on the side of not... And also, just if, hey, if you're thinking about dating another comedian, really try to be as sure as you can. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that you're a straight person. You didn't say that you're a straight person mm-hmm. on, on this call. So I, I, I don't mean to make assumptions, but sure. it sound, I, I, I feel like you're, I feel like you would say you were gay if you were gay. So I would imagine. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying it that way. And I feel like something to consider, 
And it's something that I also can say, like I, I spent a lot of time considering this before I started dating another comedian because it, it just, it changes who you are in the scene. It changes what you're doing on stage. Right. It changes everything. So yeah. like, it's not just, especially as women, and I'm using air quotes because whatever, I, I identify as a non-binary person, but most pe- a lot of people still consider me a woman. So bleh, I'm in that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just changes everything when when you start dating somebody, and especially if you're a woman dating a man in comedy, it's just a, a power dynamic that you can't you cannot control it. It's tough. It's out of your control. It's out of your control, and uh, you know I uh, am married to uh, people that listen to the show know this. My ex manager, and it was the hardest one of the hardest periods of my life where I realized. Um, that I had strong feelings for her, and she'd been very clear about her feelings, you know, and I had been, um, you know, just that rare man that's noncommittal. So <laughs> yeah, it's a, I was, there's I was so definitely, few of you out there. I was definitely an albino gorilla uh, <laughs> by myself in the jungle. No, I, and, and I was, when I, and, and it was that thing of, of guy, I feel like I'm, it, it was a, it was like an untenable situation where it was either like we all either got to go full bore or or nothing at all. And I think you're going to run into that same situation. Yeah. And I wouldn't, as much as I'm very happy the way it turned out, it, uh, the way it did, I wouldn't wish that those those couple years or parts of them on anyone. And you because, weren't like starting out, right? <laughs> you, yes, you were an More already to the established point. person. More yeah. to the point. I mean, yeah. on top of what you're saying, which yes. was very difficult. To, to deal with it and wade through, like you weren't a comedian at an open mic trying to figure it out. No. Like, to yeah, yeah. Being, having feelings for your manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's no, just. No, totally. The, the open mic scene is such a specific beast. I don't, she didn't, oh, she's in New York. But uh, I just think you really can't date around in it. If you, if yeah. Because you, if you're trying to get your hooks into the scene and the job and doing it, mm-hmm. you know, I think. Yeah. After you've figured out, this is what I want to do, I am committed to this thing, then maybe you can start dating. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You can start looking at it, and you've been around a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you're jumping in and out of the scene, like, these people, you don't know them. Right. And that's why you want to date them, because you don't know them yet. Yes. But if you're going to stay in the scene of comedy, and it's going to take a couple years in the open mic scene to keep doing it and start doing shows and stuff like that, if you date the people now... These are the people that you are doing comedy with kind of forever. Yeah. Like, even if you move, you will still have this memory of these people. You will still have been part of this scene no matter what, you know? Uh Like, I think that's something we forget about. I mean, it's not specific to comedy. It's everything. These are the people. The people that you're with. This is your class. Yeah. This is who you're with. Mm -hmm. And memories are very long. Right. Especially with this sort of dynamic, you know? Unfortunately, it's a cultural issue. But, uh... That's all stuff to, to consider, I think, if you want to do this job or you want to do this hobby, whatever it is, whatever your yeah. commitment level is, you have to judge how much your commitment is to comedy and then how much your commitment is to dating. Yes, and just go ahead and, and do yourself a favor and try not to date comedians because, like what you said, you're going to work with them later. And at one point, a few of you will get shows and will mm-hmm. want to populate your writer's room or possibly cast mm-hmm. and generally speaking i mean the, the 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 hard and fast worst thing you can be in this business well not worst but the thing you don't <laughs> want to be is is difficult branded yep. difficult and uh women sadly have been branded difficult for stupid reasons but uh, a lot of times guys really earn it they really really earn that thing and so do some women and blah 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 but it's <laughs> yeah, like it's, yeah. so 
A, you, you try to avoid being difficult, but also if you've dated someone and it ended badly, maybe not your fault, maybe not their fault, maybe nobody's fault, that person probably not going to hire you as a writer on yeah. their show. And you probably and not And also going to talk you don't to other over, people. Right. And it's like, it's just, it's so Yeah. It's a minefield. It's so thorny <laughs> and so much shit to yes. deal with. Not to mention, like, even say you have a great relationship with somebody, everybody else is talking about this shit. So, yeah. like, obviously, if you meet somebody and you over the course of time, like, realize, like, really... You, I, it, my, my whole thing is you just have to really think about what you're doing. Yes. You have to be very deliberate mm-hmm. about dating a person like you can't just casually date people in yeah the scene. no i don't i don't think men should do it i don't think women should do it i don't think non-binary people should do it i just don't think you should do it casual dating in the scene because yeah and the it's power tough. dynamics are just effed up they're yeah. just really effed up That's and like true. they don't they don't benefit they they kind of only benefit the dudes unfortunately mm-hmm. so, and yeah. like, so, I, so i need to course correct a little bit yeah because this tangent was great you two not what she was asking. What oh. was she asking? <laughs> she was saying that she's like How changing she her quit? life and she's getting all into all of this healthy stuff. Yeah. And she has the habit of once she meets somebody and jumps into a room and gets into a romantic mm-hmm. relationship, she lets everything go. Oh. No. Well, how, I mean, and how do you like, so it's not like what you're saying isn't totally applicable, but it is what she's asking for is a, so bit, she kinda, is a bit different. She, I think that just goes back to self-care. All yeah. it is. You can you can never uh, stop uh, uh, focusing on self care, at least on some level. You have to set very specific boundaries, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to make main you you have to make a commitment to yourself that you're going to maintain these things yeah. and like actually write them down on on a piece of paper and like put them on the wall. Yeah. And then when that person is like, come over at eight in the morning or come over at midnight, you have to really consider like, is this what is this going to benefit me? Mm-hmm. in my daily practice. Yeah. Like, you honestly have to think, like, this is my daily practice. Does this fit in? Yeah. And, like, it, there are times that you're going to be like, you know what? Fuck it. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be times where you're like, no, I need to get up at 7 in the morning. I'm not going to go over there. You know? Like, yeah. you have to actually set boundaries in a dating relationship yeah. to have not every single one just be like, woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And, and also, if you're if you're getting attracted to someone who's like, all I eat is steak and exercises for dum-dums. Yeah, you're like, don't date that person. I, I probably should. <laughs> they're, they're, they're good looking, but I probably shouldn't. Nah, not my bag. Yeah. There we go. There. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's all value. Yeah. yeah. The tangents were beautiful. Both right. of you got really passionate. But <laughs> okay. Hi, Matt. My name is Brittany. I'm from Minnesota. I've been married for about three years now, and it kind of feels like we are reaching a lie in the road where we both kind of have different priorities. So my husband is more interested in buying a house or maybe starting a family and whatnot, and I am still in the mode where I would like to travel and have more experiences before I feel like I'm settling down. So we have little arguments about this all the time, and they always they never go anywhere. So I was just wondering if you have any advice on this. Thank you so much. Did she say up top they'd been married for three years? Yes. Okay. So married mm-hmm. for three years, and... She didn't say how long they've been together overall, though, right? Correct. No. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're, they've been married three years, and she feels like they're growing apart. Right. It, both of yeah, both of them. Yeah, it's well, now getting to like crucial priorities time, ah. and all of a sudden they s- seem to be mm-hmm. wanting very different things. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's a tough. One. My my advice would be to go to a couples therapist if they're not already doing that mm-hmm. to sort of like 
discuss these things with a third party so that they can maybe get at some deeper... Because I think uh, those things sound like very like cut and dry stuff. But I think that you could get to a common ground of like, okay, this is because they didn't say how old they are, so I don't know, you know, biological clock stuff. Right, right. <laughs> like, I don't know how much money they make. Like, all this stuff is very, you know, there's, you could be like, well, sounds like you guys have different priorities and you should get divorced. <laughs> or you could say, like, we're going to go to a couple's therapist and we're going to talk this out for a couple months and see if we can come to some understanding of each other that, like, hey, for a year, let's go travel and see some places together. Let's have like a, second long honeymoon and then after that year let's start putting together you know a plan of these other things right yeah i think it just comes down to couples counseling where you just need uh someone to kind of get, i mean that the biggest thing uh, uh about therapy and one of the best things about being in a relationship for me uh is perspective just having someone that makes me look at things a different way you know uh i just i just <laughs> i just like Sat, I got a little piece of pizza earlier and I sat down with my phone and looked at my emails and I got an email that was like a rejection, my PR person, blah, blah, blah. I won't mm-hmm. say what it is, but I was like, huh, like I took a bite of the pizza and threw it in the trash, which <laughs> it was fucking stupid. I shouldn't waste food and sure. like, you know, uh, uh, you know, but, and, and opposite, B, it's not the end of the world. But opposite then of emotional I, eating. I talked to, <laughs> yes, I talked to my wife and she was like, oh, well, that person, this, 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 this. And I was like, oh, and it's that thing where, I get. I won't even get into all the things, but you could sit down with your husband and this therapist, and this therapist would go, "Oh, well, here's what you guys are missing," and it'll yeah. just it'll just interlock the pieces. I think it sounds like she's still, she obviously cares about this person a lot, and she's interested in uh, uh, saving it. So, I mean, that's yeah. I, yeah, I think that's all that matters too. You know, like Brittany. I think for her, it's mm-hmm. like as long as both of you want to try, you'll figure it out. But yeah, you need like you need a therapist because these are big things. Yeah, those are big, big things, right? He wants to buy a house and have kids, and she still kind of wants to, you know, travel and. Yeah, I mean, it will, yeah, uh, you know, even if it's like uh, Willem, who was on the show, and uh, he and his husband went to a, a couple's counselor, and they both the, the, they bonded over how much they hated him when they yeah. left, and Willem <laughs> yes. blew his husband in the car, and. It, right. you know, that was where he said that, story. I was like, what the f- Are you writing a sitcom yeah. right now? What's happening? <laughs> that was I so mean, good. It's just going to Man. therapy, even if it's Somehow. not great, is better for you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's and just- sometimes I think you can get really hung up on, I want this and I want this. And then it, it becomes less about the things and more about, we don't want the same thing. And yeah. Like, then maybe you need a reminder of the things you want that are the same that aren't those two things. You right. know, like those two things become an opposition because realistically speaking, like you could have a child and continue to travel. You could yeah. buy a house and continue to travel, but a child and a house, that's kind of a lot all at once, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, I think what you need to actually do is just sit down and make a plan together of like, how do we make this stuff work? Yeah, yeah I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just keep in mind, if you had literally everything you ever wanted that you just write, wrote down, you as an individual, you would be miserable. Oh, so yeah. you, you, you compromising for someone you care about gives you things you didn't even know you wanted. 100%. That's, that's, that's what I've learned. You know? Also, you can tend to like say, well, I want to travel instead of saying, you know what, I don't want kids. <laughs> you know, right. The reality... And, and I don't know if this is the case for this person, but I think you should really spend some time going, like, do, do I actually want kids? Do yeah. I actually want to buy a house? And, and realistically, 
looking at why it is that you want to travel. Because yeah. it could be, I want to travel, and I don't think these things are compatible. Mm-hmm. And then you could come up with a plan. Or you could be like, you know what? I need to be honest with myself and with you and say, I don't think I want kids. Yeah. And, and just, then you have to have a real conversation about it. And be it. honest with yourself and take yourself, take yourself out of it and go... Hey, uh, would anyone care if I did or didn't have kids? Would anyone care if I did or didn't have a house? Mm-hmm. And I, because I think that's that's a big reason a lot of people just do it. I guess I oh, should, yeah. and there's right. no should. The the I mean, also like the American dream of it all is like, well, I mean, do we need to be doing this? Like, not no. everybody needs to be doing this. No. Like, there's not a, I don't, I don't know, uh, whatever. Anyway, yeah. a lot of answers, but mm-hmm. I think no, I ultimately mean, you, you have to like, look at yourself. We do that too, where you you see if you like like you have six kids. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Do you have solar panels on everything then? Yeah, Eating yes. up how many resources? Why I the fuck? No. Why do you have fucking six kids? Like part of me just gets angry. Well, where it's of course, just like, yes. it's what I always wanted. Yeah, Is but it? I mean, you recognize our, our planet needs help, please. Yeah, right. And uh, anyone out there with more kids than six or six, I'm not knocking you, but I'm just saying that's something that rises inside of me that's uh-huh. like, you know, uh-huh. easy, so easy but for me to feel that way. But at the same time, we do need those six children to uh, build a coalition to rise up against the billionaire class that's and take true. them down. And, and that's stop, true. you know, like yeah, the, the corporate bo- rape of this planet. Yes. <laughs> Both of the families I know who have a lot of kids are very cool parents. I'm sure. Like, I'm so hopeful for that generation. Yes. Like, you know. But, yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. Like like needing help on the farm and you had kids. Now we need like help to take. Oh, yeah. Down well, the- you yes. also used to have to have a bunch of kids because most of them were gonna die before they were ten. <laughs> but that's not really the case anymore unless you're like anti-vaccine yeah. or something. Shots fired for no, me this, today. There's a there's <laughs> a, 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 a anti-vaxing uh, hippie types in Oregon right now. It's like insane. spreading measles. It's it's like, oh come yeah, on, I heard measles. polio came back. It's Jesus ridiculous. Christ. Yeah. Man. Uh, all right. Okay. Final sorry. question. So this question is one of the original voicemails mm-hmm. we ever got. Cool. And it just hasn't been the person to answer it correctly. So I want to say to Chris, <laughs> thank you for being so patient and calling in back in like August. Wow. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. Hi, Matt. Uh, my name is Chris, and um, I've been thinking about becoming a vegetarian, and I'm wondering what advice you would offer about that. Thanks very much. Hey, Chris. First of all, thanks for waiting so long for us to uh, <laughs> record your little your little call. Uh, <laughs> Thank and you. Uh, for those of you watching, Chris just asked uh, if he should become a vegetarian. He's thinking about becoming a vegetarian, and he wants uh, my input. Um, I will instead throw it to an expert <laughs> next to me who is a you're a, are you vegan? No, I'm vegetarian. Vegetarian. Yeah. Vegetarian. I've, perfect. I've perfect. been vegan. Uh, I was vegan for like 3 years and then um I got really sick of multiple things. Like I I like eating vegan and I, you know, will say the thing that most people say which is I'd love to be vegan if I had like a personal chef. Um you it's totally doable if you just make the commitment and I could make the commitment again, but I have been vegetarian my entire life, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I feel like I've done it, and I don't really need to put myself through this extra thing <laughs> of, like, feeling gray all the time. And I, I actually just kind of got tired of talking about my dietary restrictions on a uh, daily basis. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, the people I was hanging out with were really atrocious, so that, that was part of it. <laughs> you know, anyway. Um, but... So in some ways, it's actually kind of hard for me to give advice on this because I was raised fully vegetarian my whole life, so I never made the choice to do it. 
in the same way that this person is. However, I did and do continue to make the daily choice to be a vegetarian. So I have advice on that. Um, I think that a, it's a great choice to make because personally, I mean, I still consume dairy, so I don't have this fully removed from my life, but I do think that it means something to not consume a dead thing. And this is not, I, I don't want, I'm assuming you guys both eat meat. Yep. So I don't think I'm like better than anybody else or anything, but for my particular life, I feel like it has just given me a perspective on, on existence that um, I really appreciate that. Like I just, I don't consume something that died. You know, because mm -hmm. I think that also you can consume things that have died and depreciate it. Yeah. For me, that's ultimately what's missing in our society. Because, like, if if people were, you know, having any amount of connection to the meat that they were eating, like, if you had to actually look at the animal that you were going to eat later that night, like, that I fully appreciate as, like, a dietary thing. Like, human mm -hmm. beings do eat meat. We're kind of supposed to. Not as much as we do. But that's what I think is missing in our society, and I think it would actually benefit our society fully if we had to confront any of this stuff mm -hmm. like understanding this cycle instead of it just being like animals in a factory somewhere so far away that we never interact with right and then it just shows up in front of you like it removes the cycle of life from your actual life and i feel like it's created a sort of ghoulishness in human beings yeah absolutely I, I think we uh as a society could could uh use to confront but um yeah. my advice is try to do it as healthy as possible you know like look into some simple meal plans you know mm -hmm. maybe even start with there's a lot of uh you know like meal delivery services that are pretty great that are vegetarian um one that's i think it might be local in los angeles but maybe it's i don't know where you live but i'm sure there's something you can find even at like your local uh sort of health food store you can get sort of prepackaged stuff which isn't ideal for the environment but it's a good start yes you know i don't mean like live on this forever mm -hmm. but like find some stuff that you like in those prepackaged meals that are like fresh and made by that deli or something that day eat those things and then go okay now i'm going to start making this for myself right you on. know and mm -hmm. then like there's a lot of quick and easy stuff and don't do what I did for a lot of my life, which is only eat cheese pizza. <laughs> it's like not great. Because <laughs> no. um, there's like such good, f such good vegetarian options these days. Uh -huh. Like when I was growing up, it was really bland and boring and lame. But uh, there's so much now. No, I mean, it, they, the Internet has changed everything where if if I can you can literally Google uh uh, healthy vegetarian hearty or whatever. Mm -hmm. And something will come up that's like very filling, but vegetarian, but, and, and maybe not, uh, too much bread or cheese. Totally. You know? uh, yes. it, there, there are so many options and I do eat meat, but I have it, meat is like a, a scale. I've scaled it way down, especially red. Uh, there are thousands of reasons to stop eating meat <laughs> yeah. beyond that of the eth ethnic, uh, ethicalness, <laughs> yeah, the ethicalness, ethnic, ethnic too. Well, the thing, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> there was, there was a guy that the people really went after that was like, um, a white, uh, vegan punk rock dude that was like, Oh, meat dishes are so, are, are so, so delicious. And there was a picture of like a Chinese hot pot and this, oh, this yeah, yeah, have you yeah. seen that? Oh, I saw that. And it talked, thing. it that, was that very guy, accurate. I mean, it was, that guy talked about how, uh, quinoa is just, just yeah, getting wiped out and all these things. Yeah, that was a fascinating lesson. Yeah. Cause I mean, white veganism, no offense, no, 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 no vegan no, no, anymore, but like, I mean, yeah. you know, I, you know, I'm not talking about you, of course. but it's like, but this also thing you are, of, and I'm thing, happy to be counted in that. We, we, I would even just say in a, in a large sense, uh, uh, Americans, it's like, I want this vegetable now. And it's like it's out of season. Right. Fly it in. Yeah. And it's just like well, this, capitalism. Yeah. yeah. And it just which is going back to what I'm talking about. Exactly. You know, it's like, That's exactly what I was thinking about. Just it's the, not how the, much we need, it's 
you get whatever you want it, it, whenever called, you want it, and it's always been like that. It, it, the amount of suffering that uh, other people and things endure for our convenience is baffling. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. And it's like that's uh, the and thing it's I'm been trying to package as convenience now, of course, because it wasn't always convenience. It was just like. It used, you know, we used to have barter systems and like, mm-hmm. I have this much surplus of this thing, so I'll trade you for this, which right. makes a lot more sense than just like this imaginary thing that we made up uh-huh. to, to replace bartering. Right. And then like, well, now I got to churn out as much death as I possibly can right. and it's going to go bad and I'm going to throw out half of it, uh-huh. but I made it yeah. so that you might buy it. It yeah. like doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Back to the micro. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I, I just think it's I think it just comes down to googling meals and hopefully you know possibly getting some sent to you and and also like not to quote uh, there's a shout out to Tom and Christina on um, your mom's house. There is I there I got a neighborhood alert the other day where a guy uh, and there's a little picture of him and he looked like he was in some kind of disguise but he looked like um, Samuel L. Jackson from The Hateful Eight and he stole someone's bike seat and left a butt plug. Uh, uh, in its place or something. That's a great and, use of the barter and system. It was a, and it just came up. And I was like, I'm going to Instagram this, but everyone else in my neighborhood did. Paul F. Tompkins yeah. did. A couple other people did. And uh, I sent it to Tom because there's a guy that uh, they've talked about who's made this video that's just, he has a big mustache. Listeners are, are going to be very furious with me who are fans of that podcast because I don't remember his name. I think it's Terry. And he's a guy who like lays in his bed and says horrifically disgusting sexual things he's into, like getting peed on and stuff. And his thing is like, try that's it out. Not, I love yeah. that you're like horrifically disgusting to sexual me. stuff. To and me. he's like getting peed on. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I guess it's not no, so bad. I know. It's but, just like, oh, peed on? That's, well, that's about the... That's that's about the 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 most most vanilla thing. Yeah, of course. Of yes, his no, stu- I understand. His thing. You're you're going slow, like, he, but it was just a real there, funny build up right to but he goes, <laughs> piss play. Yes, but he he, he his, his his line is try it out. That's what he likes to say. Try it out. You don't know if you like it or not. But, I mean, so it's very accurate. He looked kind of like the Terry, the try it out guy. So back to what I yeah, my, my it bring out. it all the way back. Okay. Try it out. Try, try veget- it. Out. Try vegetarianism out. Yeah. Because it's That's not. where that story was. Yes. Because, because you'll, you can find so many delicious things it's to eat. just that like are, piss play. That are filling. That are filling. Like, like, but, but I think it's, you, it's, you do have to prepare yourself yes. to not be as full as you're used to right. eating meat foods you and stuff like your, that. You got to let your body adjust. You got to be prepared that like, ooh, this, you're going to feel like maybe a little tired, maybe a little, because your uh-huh. body is adjusting to what it. It was getting too much of other shit. Right. Because you were lethargic in a different way that you're not going to remember. Because it's a new leth- new lethargy uh-huh. that you're going to have for, like, I don't know, probably a month on vegetarianism. Right. But your body's getting rid of a bunch of stuff, and mm-hmm. it's reconfiguring what it's consuming and how much it wants to consume. Yeah. So just, like, be ready for that and have, like, snack foods like almonds and nuts yes. and stuff like that. Nuts, uh, bananas, avocados will be your salvation. Try not to lean on the bread and the cheese too much. Because that's yeah. what, anytime I've tried any kind of stretch of, of vegetarianism, I will I will eat pizza, I will yeah. eat like crackers I'm and cheese, cheese all the time. I love yeah. cheese so much. Yeah. So It's so bad for you. Uh, but <laughs> Steve, Steve Agee is on like a diet and he, like the he, K- he was Kato here and he, and he talked to us about it and he was like the beginning of it was oh, yeah, so it's gnarly. rough where he, where he was like explaining his struggles just to interact with like daily 
community. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's super. It's it's wild his, how much food affects your his everything. cravings for sugar. Yeah, were his just cra- yeah. like he was he, he was sugar like, is so, he was like tripping. Yeah. Oof. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a really great Freakonomics episode about sugar that like I feel like everyone should listen to. Oh that, God, like, I'm afraid um, to listen to. You know, it. there's so yeah. much regulation that has happened around alcohol that like. Um, you know, like getting it out away from kids and stuff that, that it effect, the effectiveness has been really good in the past, like 30 years, uh-huh. but there are more like the effects of alcoholism, like a physical bodily harm that it does to you have, has risen in children because they're eating wow. so much sugar Amazing. and it has the same like harmful effects on your, it basically is killing your liver. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Like soda is killing I'll, your liver. I'll see yeah. if I can find this and I'll put it in the like yeah. the info section Listen of to this podcast. Be that cool. episode. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Amazing. <laughs> well, glad we finally got to you, Chris. I'm sorry. It took so long, <laughs> but it's gonna, I mean, all, we're saying all this stuff. It's also like really fun. Cool. <laughs> like vegetarianism is great. Like I said, I feel like a different, I don't know. I'm a different person than people who eat meat. So it's mm-hmm. like just an interesting thing about me. And then you meet other vegetarians and it's cool. Yes. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm proud of it. Happy about it. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, well, thank you for being on the on the podcast. Thanks Rhea. for having me, Matt. Uh, it's so great. Where can we? It's great to see you again. Yeah, it's great it's to see you, long. my friend. Uh, where, where can people find out where you're going to be in, in their town? Um, all my live dates are on my website, which is just my name, R-H-E-A-B-U-T-C-H-E-R. And then uh, also posting about those things on Twitter and Instagram, which are also my name mm-hmm. um and you can also i have a podcast two podcasts actually i've put your hands together which is a first uh live stand-up podcast show and also my baseball podcast called three swings which is gonna come back in full swing for the se- full season you know the baseball season's coming up but there are off-season episodes that are coming out all the time so check that out and it's not just about baseball i talk about other stuff and i'm really good at talking about baseball there you go. So <laughs> it's a lot of fun to listen to. Fun. Uh, if you want to call in anybody, that's 323-763-0228. Our uh, Patreon is at advice from a dipshit. Throw us a couple bucks. Keep the podcast going. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Uh, please tell your friends, uh, rate and review the podcast, all that jazz. We're uh, at advice from a dipshit on um, Facebook, at dipshit advice on Twitter. Theme song is by the lovely Ben Wise. Please subscribe and write a fun review. And uh, thanks to Amanda and thanks to everybody calling Yay. in. And big shout out to Chris for uh, his patience. Yeah. Yay, and, Chris. And thanks for all the people watching. We everybody will fix the, the calling Instagram thing. Live. We're trying to figure out how to do video. This is uh, a first time thing for us. So, yeah. So, yeah. All we'll, right. we'll get better. We'll get better. It gets better. <laughs> Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Fronger. What up? I am a champion. You really are a champion. Yeah. Yeah, your team one. But yeah, I'm a literal. I'm a literal champion. Yes, li- my team one. <laughs> For once in my goddamn life. Nice. <laughs> But you've always been a champion to me. Oh, so. thank you, Matt. Sure, buddy. Aww. Yes, Gilly. Champy. Uh, I can't hear myself, but it doesn't matter to me. So, does All right. this... Are you sure? Okay, because I got your levels. Or... Okay. It's always like a turn here. There. Mm. Bip, got it. Mm. It's always just the dumbest. Like, if you twist it slightly. Yeah, yeah the split Oh, electronics. Really... I replaced the cable to my exact same headphones, and it changed everything. Really? Yeah, you can get it one on the evil website, Amazon, for like 10 bucks. Okay, then I'll, I'll check in with Dr. Evil and get yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, let me know when we're ready to go. All right, classic pause, and then we're ready.